Rap and Jay Hood on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN app. That's why I Good morning and welcome in to the Captain Jay Hood Morning Show here on ESPN 1000. And we're streaming on the ESPN Chicago app with David Kaplan, Jonathan Hood with you. At this time every day, we give you shot or no shot. And here's Shay Norling. Shay? Morning, boys. Good to be back. Good to have you back. Good to be- snore it up. Let's rock and roll. Kaplan, I never snore it up enough. I am the opposite of snore. Oh, God. Okay. Was he not here yesterday, Shay? He was. Oh, here we go. Hmm. It was smooth. Yeah. I heard you do uh, pay pay everyone a compliment. Everybody was very nice to each other. I took the day off, Woody. I had nothing nice to say about anyone. That's it. So I didn't want to be here for that segment. <laughs> Wouldn't have gone well with me. He would have knew- been very backhanded. <laughs> yeah, there was going to be nothing nice said. The Kool-Aid man would have nothing nice to say about us, Cap, at all. Nothing. Here's Shay Norlick. All right, now let's snore it up. All right, boys, let's get started. Mock draft season is in full swing. We know the Bears have the number one pick, so they're involved in all of them. Matt Miller from ESPN published his latest yesterday that included a trade between the Bears and the Colts. In Miller's mock draft, the Bears send the first pick to Indianapolis. They get back the fourth pick, the 35th pick, a 2023 fourth-round pick, and a third-round pick in 2024. Shot or no shot? The Bears need to get more back than this for the number one pick. Well, that's a shot. That's a shot. That's all you got? Fourth thirty, uh, The fourth pick, the 35th pick, the fourth pick in 2023, and the third pick in 2024? No shot. Got to get more than that. So when the Bears went from three to two in the ill-fated Mitchell Trubisky trade, they gave up two threes and a four mm-hmm. from three to two. Mm-hmm. And I hear all these people that think if they're going from one down to two so Houston can get whoever they want at quarterback, that we should get Laramie Tunsil and two number ones and a three and next year's number. I just don't think that's feasible. The conversation. But this trade that he yeah. proposed? No, you got to get more. This, for me, Cap, it starts with two number ones. It starts there. To go from one to four? Yeah, give me this. Give me number four this year. Yep, and then give me something else in this draft mm-hmm. or a player, and then I want next year's number one. I'll yeah. tell you what. Keep thirty-five. You give me four uh, th- fourth round pick, next year's one, and a future third. I'm in. Keep thirty-five, but I want a f- two first. No question about it. And the conversation starts there, and if we can't get past that, then I'm hanging up the phone. Yeah, that's fair to say. Like that's what I would want. Like fourth and third, and then you drop down to thirty-five. Thirty-five is not bad, obviously, but I think it's it's the number one pick. It's, it's what everyone wants. Yeah, I want capital in the twenty-four draft because I want Marvin Harrison, and I want to have extra picks that if I have to trade up to do it, I want that guy on my team. I, I know that if you make a deal, if you're Houston, then you're going to try to find your quarterback. Good luck with that. I'm not knocked out by any of these guys. I'm not. And I watch, and I'm ask Shay. Ask, you don't believe me? Ask Shay. He watches college football as much as I do on Saturdays. Like I don't see like the wow factor in these quarterbacks. Not initially. I do not. I like Bryce more than most people. Bryce Young out of Alabama. I he's guess slight. the size he's the slight. size deal is bothersome, but he seems to have it. 
Then you see the other guy, C.J. Stroud, who has all the physicals. I don't think he has it. So it's like you get two halves of one quarterback with either guy that you take, in my estimation. There are also people that look at Will Levis. I was watching NFL Network again the other day, like you do. There's some great content on oh, yeah, there. No question. And they talked about if you're just looking at measurables and what his skill set shows, he's the best quarterback in the draft. Okay. Patrick Mahomes was ranked 42nd in the draft when he came out. Let's not forget that. I won't fight City Hall on all of that, of those questions and, and projections. I won't. I just have to see what happens with these quarterbacks. I'm just, usually out of college, you could look at a quarterback and say, oh, man, when he gets to the next level, he's going to be a beast. He's going to be a monster. Like, I could be wrong. You know who I was wrong about? Uh, you know who was wrong about G- uh, Herbert from uh, the Chargers? This guy. Didn't know he's going to look that good. I'm right with you. I was dead wrong. wrong. Just unimpressive at Oregon, and then incredible. Yeah, and I, I don't, was dead wrong. I might be wrong, but I just saw the, him in college, and I thought that's not going to work. But system and patience helps, especially at that quarterback position. Agree. Shay Norling. All right, boys. Matt Nagy got cornered yesterday by CHGO Sports Mark Carmen at Super Bowl Media Day. Carmen asked if Nagy regrets the way he handled Justin Fields in Chicago. Here's Nagy. Here. That situation again. There's so many things that can go on. You know. You know. Uh, uh, Andy got hurt, yeah. and we we had a plan through this whole thing. Everybody said, "Hey, you're trying to do the the Alex Smith, uh, Patrick Mahomes deal." They're all different, and we we wanted to make sure that we we handled Justin. We knew that that was our future, and we wanted to handle him and do everything we possibly could to make sure that he succeeded. Scheme, um, how we handle practices, everything, and there, it's just a, that was a unique situation um, with with our quarterback room. They were all great; they handled it great, but you know, it, it just didn't go the way we wanted it to. And again, you just learn from it. Hmm. Shot or no shot. This is a classic naggy word salad way of saying yes. I regret it. Yeah, that's a shot. That's a shot. When he threw the. Uh, Cleveland game into some of that interview about the game plan. You hate to see a player's confidence. After that, he got sacked eight or nine times. That was a horrific game plan. I remember Olin saying, before the game, hold on a second. I'm hearing they're going to try and block their five with our five. Our 40-year-old tackle, Jason Peters, against the most expensive pass rusher at the time in the game, Miles Garrett. And we're going to try and block with Bobby Massey or whoever we had against Jadavian Clowney. And then they had monsters in the middle. And it obviously didn't work. There was a flood of opinions, Cap, that were coming in. And Nagy was the only one behind the door trying to push back the flood from coming in. The fans, media, got to play Justin Fields. Got to play Justin Fields. You got to start him. Why are you playing Andy Dalton? It's because he didn't he because Fields wasn't ready. I, I was one of the first to say that the Bears were not ready for Fields. Not that the Fields wasn't ready to play. The Bears weren't ready for Fields and his skill set. They were not equipped to handle a quarterback with that skill set. That's what I believe. The Bears coaching staff was ill equipped to coach that guy. Okay, but then the Bears, Bears? coaching's probably accurate. But then the, this current coaching staff was ill equipped to coach that kid until the mini-buy after the debacle against Washington. Yeah. They never ch- had any impetus to change 
the way they played until they scored seven points against Washington, lost the game, and went, okay, we got to do something different here. Mm-hmm. So maybe both things are true. Yeah, I, I, they want him to be this pocket passer, and they try to make him something that he's not. Now, he's not a runner per, per se. That's not what he was in college. But you got to move the pocket. That's something that Nagy would never allow Mitch to do or even Justin to do. Sit back there in the pocket and look for weapons that are not there, that are covered up. Then what are you supposed to do? Just take the sack? Right? Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much what happened. But now, now that the pocket moves, now Fields can run, can run all over the field if he wants to. He can go down the field. We've seen that a little bit this past season. So, again, I think that the Bears coaching staff was not ready for that skill set. They're ready for Andy Dalton. Because <laughs> Andy would sit, sit there in the pocket, and then when he did, when he did run, he, he must have his hamstring, didn't he? Got hurt in a play. Correct. Isn't so, that so? It was going out of bounds. Yeah, nobody around him, and he pulled his calf, didn't yeah. he? Yeah. The coaching staff that spent years with Truvisky wasn't ready for a quarterback who can run. <laughs> Truvisky. <laughs> I, I, I just, I never got it. Like that was Mitch's skill set wasn't a whole lot different. You weren't ready for a quarterback who could run. Well, yeah. Well, they, I just think it's an aptitude. I saw well, I saw that in North Carolina that he could run. That's the thing that enamored me to him. Like, well, at least the guy can run. I don't think it wasn't that they were prepared or know how to handle a guy. Matt was a guy wedded to his system. You're going to fit into what I do. Yep. I've always believed the best coaches beat you with their personnel. Then they take your personnel and they beat you again. Mm-hmm. They adapt to what their their skill of their players is. There's more from Matt Nagy we'll play a little bit later on in our show that you think if you're a Bears fan you'd be interested to listen to. All right, what else do we have? All right, boys, we'll get into this a little more at 9 o'clock, but I want to ask you now because the Bulls won last night. They got a great performance out of Andre Drummond to blow out the Spurs 128-104 at the UC. This was their third straight win. They sit just two and a half games out of the sixth seed, a guaranteed playoff spot. They're 7-3 and three over their last 10. And if you go back to the week of Christmas, they're 15-9. and nine. So they've had better play of late. The trade deadline's looming, shot or no shot. The Bulls need to be buyers. Uh, that is a shot. They need to be, but will they be? That's an absolute shot. You have only two choices in my world. Either you start moving Vucevic, who's a free agent, DeRozan, who has one year left on his deal, Andre Drummond, who has one year left on his deal, all these... Di- whoever I could get... I'll take second-round picks. Take anyone you want, or go get a point guard who can organize your offense, whether that's Mike Conley or whoever it is, Kyle Lowry's out there, Fred Van Vliet, and try and make a run. I'm not telling you you're going to win the title, but try and at least have a fighting chance. I think there's value of getting to the playoffs. I've always told you that. Because it's a rung on the ladder to get it to the postseason. This team has no identity. What is their identity? Uh, They play down to their competition. Like yesterday, I'm watching the first quarter. They're up 39-28. First, they're up 11. Second quarter, they got their head kicked in. They lost by eight. They're only up three to that awful Spurs team who's tanking. Mm -hmm. And how many times did they let the Spurs, unfettered access, drive down the lane? Jakob Pertl was killing them inside. A little dish here, a little drive for a layup there by Keldon Johnson. He might get traded, by the way. Who? Pirtle. Pirtle's a solid player. He's not mm-hmm. a great player. He's a solid big. Mm-hmm. 
I just don't know what the Bulls' identity is. In the second half, what's his name? Uh, Drummond looked like Will <laughs> Chamberlain out there. He was destroying people. Well, this is what you've been asking for, right? Some presence inside? Yeah. How fantastic was he? How good was Vucevic again? I think he had four assists. I think he had 21, mm-hmm. 12 rebounds. Again, he just gives you a really excellent performance just about every night out. Is he an all-star? No. But he's a very solid player. So either get him re-signed or trade him. You can't let him walk. I was going to tweet something out about that run you're talking about for the Spurs. Mm-hmm. But I just let it go. And I let Dar- Darnell Mayberry do the work for me. So the Bulls at one time scored 39 points in the first quarter, as you talked about, right? Yep. Since that time, the Bulls had scored 39 points in 20 minutes of game time, and the Spurs were leading 81-78 with four minutes left in the third. Now, I, But every team has their run, but when it comes to the Bulls, especially against bad teams, it's more than a run. Those bad teams beat the Bulls. So that's a, that's a problem, right? So, But they, you know, the Bulls were able to get it done, and they beat the Spurs. But I know what you, the question you're asking, Shay, about whether or not they should be buyers. But how do we know the Bulls have turned the corner? How do we know? Nick, tonight's a big game. They're going to Memphis. Yes. So back to back at Memphis, tough. Brooklyn is shattered. You should be able to beat Brooklyn at Brooklyn. But Brooklyn almost took out the Clippers last night, as shattered as they are. At Cleveland, against Orlando, against Indiana. We'll see. It, it, you got to take a, You actually have to take a one of the game at a time with this Bulls team. I just want to see what they're going to do by Thursday. Yeah. If you do nothing, I mean absolutely nothing. Yep, we didn't make any moves. That's embarrassing to your fan base. That's a middle finger to the fan base of, eh, we're okay. Brace yourself, Cap. Brace yourself. That's likely. When we were talking about the Bulls just the other day, I said, if you're sellers, I said, Caruso's out there. A lot of teams covet Caruso. They'd like to have him on the team because you know him. Just as a key guy, he can get it done defensively. You don't worry about his offense. He's a winning player yeah. on a rotation. Yeah. Not a star. A winning type guy. Yeah. If you're not going to make any moves to get a point guard, to get shooting, like why don't you call Miami? Hey, Max Struess is unrestricted this summer. I want Max Struess. And then I lock him up. Yep. Max Struess could shoot the you-know-what out of the ball. So, we'll see. 312-332-3776 our phone number. Coming up, we'll go around the National Football League and also still to come, Albert Breer will be with us with his weekly hit with us at 835 as we talk Bears and NFL with Albert Breer. Cap and Jay Hood, weekday mornings at 7. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitter at ESPN1000. Cap and Jay Hood are back on ESPN Chicago. Chicago's Home for Sports. Nick Foles sucks. He sucks. I'm just a fan. I'm not a football evaluator. I love the Green Bay Packers. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. This is not Detroit, man. This is the Super Bowl. I want winners. He starts to come and he pulls out. This is a really thickly built guy. I mean, what's the answer you're looking for on these things here? It is time to go around the National Football League right here on the Cap and J-Hood Morning Show. Still to come, we'll hear from Albert Breer. Always got great information regarding the Bears in uh, the National Football League. With more, here's Shay Norling. Shay, 
All right, well, we got to start with the reunion of two of the greats. Tom Brady retired last week, and yesterday on the Let's Go podcast featuring Tom Brady and Jim Gray, Bill Belichick joined the show and had some interesting things to say, Hoodie. The greatest player, the greatest career, the great, great person. Such an, an opportunity and an honor for me to coach Tom. I, I guess I guess it's got in at some point. It's the greatest one ever. So congratulations, Tom. Appreciate it. Tom, what did Bill do to bring out the best in you? I think it's more what did he not do to bring out the best in me. He, uh, you know, everyone always says I was just very lucky. I mean, I think part of it, you know, I came into my uh, career and, got drafted by the Patriots. I always joke, you know, I had no f-ing idea where New England was when I got drafted. I mean, I flew into Providence, which really confuses you if you're coming from the West Coast, because I'm like, Boston, oh, Providence, and, you know, it was Coach Belichick's first year there, and, you know, we came in together, and I always think for so many young players, you know, who's going to be there? Anybody could get drafted to a place. Who's going to turn you into something? Who's going to develop you? Who's going to take you under their wing? And sometimes it's a player that does it, I had someone that really saw something in me that, you know, not a lot, a lot of other people did. Tom Brady and Bill Belichick on Let's Go, the podcast on Sirius XM, uh, NFL Radio. Interesting, Cap, to be able to hear from Tom Brady. This is not like Jerry Jones and uh, Jimmy Johnson, the, the problems that they had. These two seem like they still get along, Brady and Belichick. I think it was, I don't think there were problems. I think it was just... It had run its course. They mm-hmm. were going to rebuild a bit in New England. And Tom's like, you know what? I'm going to go somewhere and try and win. Have some fun. He did. Lived in Florida. Had a good time. And now that's over. Period. What do you think, Shay? Yeah, I mean, we have another cut I want to get to because it, it talks about what we're saying. Tom spoke about what it was like the media portrayal of Brady versus Belichick, and he always believed it was more of a partnership. And Belichick added this, which I found very interesting. It's players that win championships, not coaches. Think about that. Completely agree. You never... What is my line I always use? Not. I didn't coin it. I've used it. Take that, Sparkles? That's mine. Okay. You have never seen a jockey carry the horse across the finish line. That's right. You can put Willie Shoemaker in his prime on a plow horse. He's not winning the Kentucky Derby. You put him on a great horse, he's got a great chance to win. That's just a fact. You can have the greatest coaches. If you don't have talent, you're not going to win. Uh, It's just interesting to hear him say that out loud. Because this is the greatest coach and the greatest quarterback in my lifetime. Mm-hmm. He says, ah, you know, coaches lose the games, the players win. Ah, you know what? When you win, you win as a team. I know Belichick tries to put himself in the backdrop. He doesn't put himself out there, but he's great. It's the best I've seen. It's players that win championships, not coaches. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't think that's a revelation. That's the truth. I just never heard him say it out loud. Maybe. Yeah, just, nah, I, but I think that's great. But I'm just glad that they seem like they get along. They do. So, Shay, what else do we have around the NFL? Well, I want to stick with Tom Brady for a moment because this Let's Go show on Mad Dog Radio was probably the second most interesting thing he got into yesterday. Mm. The most interesting was the wild underwear photo that he posted (laughs) yesterday morning on Twitter. Now, this goes back to June of 2022. He posted that he would recreate the underwear photo shoot some Brady brand models put out on Twitter if a 
tweet he put out got 40,000 likes. Of course it did. Mm -hmm. So his recreation happened yesterday. Hoodie, what was interesting to me was if you look at the photo, it's not his face. It doesn't look like his face. Oh, no. You think there's something with his his Photoshop face? It's so heavily Photoshopped, it looks like somebody's doing a deep fake of Tom Brady. Do you think that's his body? That's the question. Do you think that's his body? Does he look like that? Well, we haven't seen it since before the draft. It looks a little bit different. (laughs) I guess it could be. Anything's possible. Cap, did you see this Tom Brady photo? I did. Okay, what do you... I got to have another look because I never thought it didn't look like it. I'm I'm, I'm calling you up now. But yeah, if you yeah. really zoom, yeah, you if it. you zoom in right on his face, there's something very off about the editing. It's been bothering me since I saw the photo. Okay, it doesn't look like him. It looks like and Cap. You know the deep fakes where people will like a guy on TikTok will pretend to be Tom Cruise, but it'll really look like him because CGI has gotten so far. We can make somebody look exactly like Tom Cruise. It looks like Tom Brady is doing a deep fake of Tom Brady. It doesn't make sense. Why would he do this? Also, go ahead, Shane. How many likes for Kaplan to recreate the photo? <laughs> how about that? Would you do that photo? I think it looks just like him, but whatever. Would you? Uh, would you do that? No. No. Not a chance. Forty k likes. And Kaplan will recreate the Tom Brady underwear photo. Nope. Okay, so I guess the question is, yeah, so why is his hair so dark? That too. That His hair is not dark, is it? Is it light? Not that dark. Okay, that's why it's, it looks strange. It has uh, heavy filters on it. A lot yeah. of filters. Like Snapchat? Yeah. <laughs> I'm doing me. Look at me. I'm looking good in 2023. No, those are filters, dear. This is the time I'm living my best life with like 17 filters on him. This guy, what happened from the greatest of all time to getting blown out by the the Cowboys and posting thirst traps after your retirement? What's happening? (laughs) It's the new Tom Brady, y'all. He looks like it, man. He's just having fun, man. Not in your underwear. Why not? Have someone else do that, pal. Come on. Stop. He made it a a promise, and he lived up to it. Does that make you want to buy his underwear, seeing him in his underwear? No. All right. Let's check. Let's take a look here. Let's pull it down. Let's take a look. See if you got Brady underwear. Let's I take do a look. not. Let's take a look. You know I what? didn't even know they sold Brady underwear till that picture. I'm going to go over there and take a look. Yeah, no, you're not. <laughs> you better pack a lunch. <laughs> what are you going to do? Nothing. Listen, speaking of packing, if you want the Brady underwear, you better be packing. Have you seen this stuff? Danny, uh, I heard Danny ordered Chris Black a pair. Oh, my God. So that Black can give a review. But uh, if you look at this underwear, it's not made for the small man. Yeah, I I couldn't be. I wouldn't be wearing Brady underwear. That would shape too uh, too much on me. He's got everything out there. Brady hoodies and collectible everything. Yeah, I get some that fit, but not, not those underwear. That's for a smaller individual like you. Slight. I'll pass. Thank you. <laughs> Shane. Very happy with mine. All right. So we know Sean Payton got hired in Denver. You got Haynes. What are you going? Under Armour. Or Saks. S-A-X-X. Excuse me? Saks. You got Saks down there. Yeah. You have to work with me. You better have a sack. Mm-hmm. Sack underwear. Hey, is that coming a six-pack? No. Comes in a two-pack. Two-pack? Yeah. I love it. All right. What else do you have? 
Uh, we know Sean Payton is the new hire in Denver. A little bit of controversy already brewing between Sean Payton and quarterback Russell Wilson, who, Hoodie, you told us, at his own office, at his own coach, didn't communicate with the team. Well, if Sean Payton has anything to say about it, things are changing in Denver. No question about it. Sean Payton on Russell Wilson. Listen. Yeah, I'm not too familiar with that. That's foreign to me. That That's not going to take place here. I mean, I, I'm, I'm unfamiliar with it. But our staff will be here, our players will be here, and that'll be it. Uh, th- was that the first time that you heard that Russell Wilson had extra people in the uh, in the facility? The says first not- time I've heard about it. He says he wasn't familiar. Yeah, yeah I'm not too familiar with that. That's foreign to me. That That's not going to take place here. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm unfamiliar with it, but our staff will be here, our players will be here, and that'll be it. Yeah. that That is, you're out. And all your extra people, and again... I think they do lend something to Russell Wilson in his development. You know, having people are positive around you, but you, Sean Payton's like, I, we got coaches for that. You're not going to have people around the facility that we don't know. Out. Probably so. Yeah, that, that's ridiculous. And you were one of the first people that told me that he had it. In fact, I think you were the first. Yeah. He has an office. Stop. You're a player. I wouldn't do that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know if you had that in Seattle. I'm going to doubt that. But could you imagine, morning, gentlemen, you got the, the whole team's in the locker room, and he's going up the stairs. Morning, gentlemen. All right, let's get it. Let's have a good day. He's got his suitcase, his briefcase. He's going up to his office. Like, what What about the rest of the players? They're in, a, they're in the locker room, and there's nothing wrong with that. But then Wilson separating himself from the team? That's not good. Well, you got to, if you want to get in touch with him, you got to call his secretary. It's it's oh, ridiculous. No, no. You got to get on like his answering machine, get in touch with somebody else who will get in touch with Russell. And then if he's interested, he'll get back to you. It's insane. And by the way, they didn't just say this won't happen. They chained the doors. The coach, Russell Wilson's quarterback <laughs> coach, is not allowed on the premises. And rightfully so. Rightfully so. Lock him out. This is, hey, Sean Payton, he's very meticulous on every little thing, including hangers-on or those who are trying to help Russell Wilson. They got coaches for that. Sean Payton's going to have a whole new look for this different Russell Broncos Russell had team. to know this was coming. Had to. He's been recruiting Sean Payton to take the job because Sean had multiple suitors. I'll just tell you before anyone else tell you, this feels like Pinello to the Cubs. It does. Wow. I'll be the first to tell you because, as I told you, where's the young quarterback in the pipeline that he can mold and shape? How many good years left for Russell Wilson? It feels like Purnell. They just signed him for $250 million, $240. Pipe dream. It's not happening, Cap. There's no young quarterback for Peyton to be there for the next 10 years or whatever. This is Purnell to DePaul. Coming up. Wow. Albert <laughs> That didn't end well. Seriously. Albert Breer joins us next on the CarX, the CarX Tire and Auto Hotline. New sponsor? All right. Car X Tire and Auto Hotline. Albert Breer will be with us next on Cap and J Hood. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitch at ESPN 1000 Chicago. Cap and J Hood are back on Chicago's Home for Sports. ESPN Chicago. Auto Perks. Hello. Football on ESPN 1000. Hello, Bert. Albert Breer. Hey, Bert. Senior NFL writer for SI.com joins Cap and J. Hood. Bert's it. What? 
You're it, Bert. On ESPN 1000. What do you mean I'm it? We see, that's the game. I just tagged you, and you're it until you tag somebody else. Albert Breer. No, no, I'm not playing a game. I'm reading, Ernie, and I'm not it. Okay. On Chicago's Home for Sports. But Bert is it. So here from Albert Breer in just a moment, but first let's talk about the headlines. The Bulls beat the Spurs 128 to 104 at the United Center last night. Andre Drummond at 21 points and 15 rebounds. Tonight's Illinois basketball game against Minnesota is postponed due to a COVID outbreak with the Gophers. Patrick Mahomes said that his ankle is in a better position ahead of the Super Bowl. Kyle Bush detained in Mexico after forgetting his handgun in his bag. As you're listening to the Cap and J Hood Morning Show here on ESPN 1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app, we'll hear from Albert Breer in just a moment as we are in the middle of Super Bowl week. Matt Nagy got a chance to talk to CHGO with our guy Mark Carmen. Interesting conversation uh, about Matt Nagy and his time with the Bears. Players are young and they don't he says that players are young and don't if they will develop, as it says here. Players are young. Let's hear from Matt Nagy. These guys are so young, and when they're thrown into it, everybody thinks that it could just happen overnight. They're going to play like they did in college. That's not real. When you're a coach and you go through your offense, your scheme, your players, you want to do everything you possibly can to make it easy for them to succeed, whatever that is. And we learn, too, as coaches. And so, you know, you go back to the Cleveland Browns game, right? It was a, a really, really uh, difficult game. I think there was eight or nine sacks, for, and it's not what we wanted for, for him, for Justin. Right? We didn't want it for us. We didn't want it for Justin. The last thing you want is to hurt, is to hurt somebody's confidence, a young quarterback like we did that game. Yeah. No one wants that you know, for anybody. And so we needed to learn from that and be able to change some things in how we handled him. And But you, you end up running out of time, and, and you also know that uh, schematically, you know, um, it just was a, it was a, a different situation. So you hear him say that they ran out of time, meaning he got fired. Correct. But also say he's truthful when he says that the Bears had to learn from the whole debacle of Justin Fields playing against the Browns, meaning that you didn't have a fullback in there. You didn't have a tight end to chip. You didn't do anything to protect the kid. You just played out there regular and thought that Justin Fields would be able to master a very vaunted and aggressive Browns defense. It was the whole way that he was used to go into that game thinking, we'll block our their five with our five. It, t- everything that they did with him was, you're going to fit into our system. Mm-hmm. I didn't come here to run the I formation. Remember that famous quote? Yeah. Coach, you came here to win football games. I don't care if you have to go into the goal line offense every play. Whatever it takes to win, period. Mm -hmm. We didn't get that. Uh, Also, Nagy talked a little bit about Fields' development. Listen. You you all saw this year what he can do. And he's going to continue to keep growing. Um, However you want to say, whatever part of his game. But to do what he did from his rookie year to this past year, it's only going to get better for him. Um, He is wired the right way. I got to see him firsthand how he studies, um, how he practices, his passion for the game. Um, You know, he hates to lose. He's always been that way. So the thoughts there from Matt Nagy uh, at the Super Bowl from CHGO with our guy Mark Carmen talking about Justin Fields in his, in his development. And so I just thought that was interesting. Uh, we know that Nagy's in the past, Cap. Okay, we've turned the page on that. But it was interesting that Matt was able to open up and answer questions about this. He's a quarterback's coach for Kansas City. He's got to focus on the Super Bowl. But he was willing to talk about his mistakes 
and the team's mistakes trying to handle Justin Fields. Well, he wants to be a head coach again. Mm-hmm. There's no question about it. Yeah. And it's funny, I, when I was in Kansas City for the AFC game, there were people that we were talking to that were friends with the people we went with who are active in the Chiefs' hierarchy. Mm-hmm. They love that dude. They said the players love him. They they laugh at Chicago. They go, yeah, he's, he was bad because of your organization, not because of him. Oh, sure. And I'm like, okay. go back and watch the games. Matt wasn't great here. He was not. That's a fact. They laugh at the Bears, and they think... We misused this gift of Matt Nagy. <laughs> That's their perspective out there. As if, as if Matt Nagy would be the heir apparent to, to the coach in place now in Andy Reid. They think that highly of him. I'm sure that they think that, well, if Andy retires, Matt's the guy. There are people out there that believe Matt will get promoted if Andy leaves. Not to say that Nagy will not get another bite of the apple as a head coach. It's just that in his first time being a head coach, he tried to be Andy Reid, bringing the Kansas City playbook into Chicago without Kansas City players. That's what, that was the problem. That's correct. I mean, it's, he brought instead of having his own thoughts, it's like, well, this is what I learned from Kansas City. This is what Patrick Mahomes did. Well, you have Andy Dalton as your quarterback at the end. And then Justin Fields... And I will stand by a cap. They were not ready for Justin Fields because if you remember in the preseason, going back to July, August of that last season, got to play Justin Fields. Man, you, you got to play him. Why? Andy Dalton is just a, a placeholder. But you got to get because they weren't ready. That's ultimately they were not ready. And this regime here, where as you mentioned, made the change after the Washington game. If they didn't make the change, cap, he, this guy would have been murdered. Justin Fields stand in the pocket. It been brutal. Brutal. Absolutely. But he took more hits that way than he did running. Yeah. Because at least running, he, they taught him to slide, get out of bounds. He took his share of hits. But standing back in that pocket? Stop. Yeah. So, With no receiving talent? Come on. I think you hit it on the head, by the way. You said, well, he was affable because he wants to coach again. He wants to have good PR. Well, he's also a good guy. Mm-hmm. I know he's not a fan of mine, thinks I was too hard on him. That's fine. There were a lot of us that were hard on him. He's a good person. He's a nice man. Mm. I simply just call it as I see it. You were a bad football coach here. Yes. We had a bad team. We had a bad offense. It was time to turn the page. Mm-hmm. And so now here you are with Eberflus. What's his plan? We're going to find out. <laughs> that depends on Ryan Poles more than Matt Eberflus. Yeah, what's the plan? That's the thing. Like, in year two, year three, I have no idea what the plan is. Who are we getting? Right. Is Keenan Allen going to be wide receiver one here? There's a lot of talk he may get released by the Chargers. Mm-hmm. Are they going to draft somebody real high up that's an unbelievable receiver? Are they going to add to the offensive line like we keep hearing? What about that awful defense? Yeah. That's why I don't think you turn it around as quickly as people are like, oh, hey, win nine, ten games next year. No. I just don't see it. And even in the NFC, if you feel like you're going to get a pop-up, that's great. That's not what I want anymore. I'm an adult with a mortgage. I want to be able to see the Chicago Bears have sustained success. This one-off is not good enough. Agreed. Because it, you know, because when you have a one-off, and you, we can speak to this very clearly, as you as a Cub fan, me as a White Sox fan, we can speak to this clearly. There's nothing like getting to the playoffs and then just disappearing for five or six years. <laughs> like, that's the worst. That's the worst. 
you get to the playoffs cap, and then it's like, okay, so we're going to run it back next year. We're like, going to improve. Like we were left wanting from the Cubs run, if you were a Cubs fan. Yeah. You got one championship, but after 16 with that young team, everyone thought, wow, how many are you going to win? Or at least get there. Never got back. Nothing like being on my side of the table, winning a World Series out of nowhere. At least you were ramping up to build to something. Correct. This World Series, like, oh, the pitching is the best I've ever seen. And the playoffs is unbelievable. One through five was getting it done, even John Garland. And then you get the World Series, 90 wins to 90 losses. What happened there? Did you add more? Did you, have, you did not. You got what you got. Correct. I, do, I mean, I, I will always be appreciative of the World Series. I'm sorry my dad was not here to see it. Yep. Oh, my God. What year did he pass? 97. 97. Yeah. yeah. My dad, 2000. So he missed the White Sox and the Cubs. Yeah. Yeah. I wish. And I'm glad I was able to see it. But man, I want more. That was a long time ago. Those signs over there, 35th and Vex, starting to fade a little bit of the Sox success. Correct. He won a World Series, all of a sudden the paint starts to fade a little bit. That's why at least the 85 Bears, they didn't get back there. But every year they were really freaking good. Ditka's fault. Three one two three three. Michael McCaskey. <laughs> <Rest in laughs> Michael McCaskey. Three one two three three two. ESPN three three two three seven seven six is our phone number. Glad that you're with us here on this Tuesday morning. Coming up, you ready for the Super Bowl? You know that you got to get your party right, and you got to get into your exotic bets. Crazy Super Bowl bets are out there. Cap and I are all over it. Next on Chicago's Home for Sports. Cap and Jay Hood are back. Just when I thought I was out. They pull me back in. On Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN Chicago. Captain J. Hood on ESPN 1000 is streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. We're with you till 10 o'clock, and then the Greeny Show comes on from 10 to noon, Jay. And by the way, Greeny not doing get up this morning. Greeny at 10, followed by Carmen Yurko at 12. It'll be Waddle and Sylvie from 2 to 6, right into Black and Abdallah, 6 to 8, and then Freddie and Fitzsimmons, 8 to midnight. All part of the mix right here on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN 1000. 312-332-3776 is our phone number. Uh, Cap has some issues at home that we'll get into coming up in our 9 o'clock hour. I mean, the poor guy, he just works hard. He just wants to have a nice clean home without having to run to the door to the door 10 times a day when he's home i mean he just wants to be able to just have a nice peaceful time at the at the house with his wife and his dogs but he's unable to do that so every day i come home and i i got done working out i'm good i don't have to go to tv anymore there's 15 boxes at the front door from amazon yeah you get your steps in don't you yeah (laughs) Second workout. Yesterday, there was nothing. Yes. Until there was. So we will get into that coming up in the 9 o'clock hour. We need some help for Cap in his home. He just wants to be, just have a nice time at home. He just can't do it. Just It's always something. You know, the Super Bowl is right around the corner, Cap. We cannot wait. (laughs) Because we cannot wait. You know what we love, the exotic Super Bowl bets. Something, not not who's going to win, who's going to lose. No, no, no. We go in, in a deep dive. So, Shay, give us some exotic bets that we should look for for the Super Bowl this year. One everybody always loves, everybody loves to bet on, color of first Gatorade poured on winning coach. Okay. The favorite right now at plus 114 is yellow, green, or lime. All three of those count. Yellow, green, or lime. 
So apparently a lot of books now are not taking action on this because a couple of years ago, one of the equipment people who was in charge of the tank of Gatorade on each side leaked it to a few f- close friends. Yeah. Well, that's a, that's a famous thing that happens at the Super Bowl. I have a great scumbag story about that. Well, here's the thing. Uh, let's hold us accountable on this now. I'm voting yellow. Yellow is plus 114. That's the favorite. Up next, orange at plus 250. Blue plus 370. Red or pink at plus 420. Clear or water at plus 730. And purple at plus 730. I'm going to go with the orange. Orange is what? Plus what? Uh, Orange is plus 250. Okay. I'll take the long shot with purple. Purple is is a uh, funky color. It looks purple, but, you know, actually, I think it all tastes the same when you get down to it. Orange, red, the purple, the glacier, I think they call it. Yep. I think it ultimately tastes the same, Cap. Yeah. I'm not a huge Gatorade drinker, but to play the game, I'll take the orange color will be poured. All right. Give us the next one. Uh, Will there be a scoregami, meaning, of course, a unique final score in NFL history? Yes, plus 1,800. No, minus 8,000. They will not. I'll be just straight up scores. So a score that's never happened in Super Bowl history. In, no, in, in NFL history. Oh, NFL history. So that's a no shot. Yeah, I'm going to say no shot. Like, what are my options? Like, like the funky, like two safeties and a field goal, or and just like seventy-three to two. Like that's never happened. Not with these two teams, right? It'll be straight up, no shot. No score got me. Four Nothing. zero is left on the board. What is? Four to zero. Yeah. Uh four to three, four. I mean, the realistic ones, like forty six to zero has never happened. That's not happening with these two teams. Almost did with the bear. Forty six ten? Forty six ten. So I'm gonna say no shot. So minus eight hundred. All right, give us one more. Exotic All right, the, bet. the last one up here, the one that I actually find really interesting, the final score had to have occurred as a past Super Bowl final score. Yes, plus 470. No, minus 650. <laughs> this is Super Bowl 54. All right, so the, the previous 53 Super Bowls. 57. 57, rather. So scores from the previous 56 uh, Super Bowls. Correct. You know, it's very likely, actually. I could see that happening. Now, I'd have to go through and compare and put, like, a chart of all the numbers. I think that's likely. I think I'd put that in a parlay. It said, what did he say, plus 470? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's likely. We Have we had a 28-21 score before? Sure. I'm sure we have. 28-17? Give, put a field goal well, in there? The, with the f- extra point back thirty three to 33 yards. Mm-hmm. And with the two-point conversions, could be something bizarre. I think that's likely, actually. I think that's likely. All right. 28-21 has never happened. It has not. That's something that could happen, Cap. Mm. What about that? Let's take a shot. All right. Coming up, we talk about buy or sell when it comes to the Chicago Bulls. Bulls beat the Spurs. But what happens in the, as we get closer to the trade deadline? We'll get to that in two minutes on Cap and J-Hood.